0: Blooming Beauties podcast, episode number 16. Hi, and welcome to Blooming Beauties podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Kim, your host. Our studio phone number is 312-957-7087. For those of you who are new to my show, here's a little bit about me and why I'm podcasting. I'm coming to you from the Chicagoland area. I have a heart for people and I really want to make a difference for others. I sell skincare, health and wellness products and my clients often ask me great questions about how to care for their skin or how to be more healthy. I thought this would be a good forum to help people. Each week I'll offer a different topic. I do want to be clear and say that I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to give medical advice or diagnose medical conditions. I'm using this podcast not to sell you products, but to bring you information. I believe we are our own best advocates for our health. I think it's important for us to acquire knowledge that allows us to ask better questions and expect better answers from our healthcare providers. We should be more in charge of our own health, and I hope I can help you with that here. Hi, it's been a few weeks since my last show. A lot has been going on since then. Um, I was in Las Vegas for a week attending Arbonne's annual training and conference, and it was a great time. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Arbonne also launched some new products to help us optimize our healthy living um, efforts. And then uh, several of us consultants also hosted a healthy living workshop after we got back from Vegas. We hosted this healthy living workshop, and we had some guest speakers on nutrition, health, and fitness. And we had some samplings of the new products that Arbonne had launched while we were in Vegas. And there were uh, probably about 50 people that were in attendance. Um, It was really a great night. I learned a lot. And it was so successful that we are probably going to be hosting another one in March. And then I've also um, been meeting with clients since I've gotten back from Vegas. And um, just helping people to achieve their goals for this new year. And then probably the big news for this week is that uh, we had to shovel ourselves out from the big blizzard that hit the Chicago area. Uh, School was canceled for two days, so that was kind of a nice break in the week. Um, But I am now back to the usual routine, and I have a guest who's going to be joining me in just a minute. I've had her on my show in the past. Her name is Terry Lynn. She's a licensed esthetician and also my mother-in-law, and we will be talking about eczema today. Uh, because this seems to be a common skin complaint. Um, She's noticed it with her clients. I've heard about it with mine, and it seems to be a common skin skin complaint at this time of the year. Joining me now is Terry Lynn. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for coming back. I'm glad that uh, we could do this together. Well, I like
1: always helping out with all your questions. Thanks.
0: Um, I thought maybe what we would first start with is for you to give us a definition of what exactly is eczema.
1: Eczema is a skin condition. It's a chronic skin disorder. It involves uh, scaliness, itchiness, uh, little dry patches of the skin, and it can appear at any time of your life. Starting out as a child, you can have that up until about six years old, usually between two and six. It is seen behind the ears, the inside of the arms, uh, and can be on the face. Okay. So
0: so people could see it as early as that young. But it sounds like you're saying that you can be any age and then have it.
1: True. It usually goes away after you're about six years old and comes back as an adult. I don't have the answer why, but that's usually the case. Talking with my dermatologist, he always says, "seems to clear up on his own." And then all of a sudden, it comes back. Usually, starting like 13, 14 years old, maybe triggered by foods. Okay. Allergic reactions will be triggers to it. Okay, so it that kind of
0: that kind of fits into my next question, which was going to be, what causes it?
1: What causes it is usually a reaction to, like an allergic reaction, uh, primarily the foods. Uh, triggers are usually eggs, any kind of dairy products, eggs, milk, chocolate, sometimes peanuts. And recently, my dermatologist was telling me gluten-free is the way to go if you're going to try to treat any kind of eczema or psoriasis. For some reason, there's irritants in wheat that will trigger allergic reactions to skin disorders. And what he usually does is advise the patients to give it a try. Just go one month gluten-free and see if that clears up your condition.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So then it it is primarily just associated with allergies then?
1: Usually it's allergies and usually comes from uh, hereditary factors. Some member in your family had that. And it also can go into asthma. Oh. So anybody that has eczema in the family, some other member in the family, could have asthma as well.
0: Okay. All right. Um, so how would someone know if they had it? How, how, would you be, how would someone be able to recognize it?
1: Well, usually it's dry, red, uh, scaly patches. And I recently had a client in that had a facial, and she had all these little dry patches all over the face. Usually as an adult, you don't see it on the face. It's usually in children.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And within weeks, it started spreading down her neck, on her arms. She also got it on the hands and the feet, which I wasn't aware of that it could really affect the feet and the hands. Wow. so uh, I sent her into my dermatologist, and he confirmed it was eczema. Some people associate it with psoriasis, but psoriasis is usually found in the hairline, the eyelashes, the forehead, and those areas. But eczema is very similar. It's dry, scaly patches, and it's actually over-exfoliating skin. But it's usually irritated by... Allergens, you know, chemicals, uh, like I said, foods.
0: So it could be things that you're either ingesting, but it could, could it also be maybe some kind of a perfume or a fabric softener or something? I mean, could it exactly. could be external also? Those,
1: it could be okay. external, yes. Like pollen, mold, dust mites, Okay. even animals. I know growing up as a child, I couldn't pet any kind of animals because I, as one, did have eczema.
0: Okay. So is this something that a person can treat on their own or is it something that they need to see a doctor? Is there um, certain times when you can treat it on your own and other times you need to go in?
1: You can treat it on your own at home. First thing to do is if you get any kind of, usually it's associated with itching. Mm -hmm. And the most common thing is people start scratching because it is itching and they can actually break the skin and get an infection. So usually I tell people, keep your fingers away from it, stop scratching, because that will relieve the itching, but it can also produce infection. I also tell them to a- apply cold compresses. That usually helps calm the irritated area. Taking sooth- soothing baths. Uh, as a child, I used to sit in a bathtub of water with cornstarch.
0: It oh. would to be
1: very soothing, and any kind of oatmeal. Oatmeal products as well are very cool to, soothing and cooling. Okay. But usually a very cool bath, and you don't want to be in a bathtub too long because even water can affect the skin because as the water evaporates from the skin, it causes a drying effect, and that can cause the itching. So I usually say at home, try the you know cold compresses, keep your fingernails short, especially in children, because that can start the scratching, and cause the infection. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I tell them to avoid any kind of alcohol products, you know, scents, dyes, fragrances, any kind of chemicals like that. And watch their diets, like I first told you, dairy products, eggs, wheat, all the above. And if they still don't get any relief, oh, and the other thing is, make sure you always keep the area on the moistened side. And you can do that by applying any kind of a topical, almost like a a petroleum jelly. And I usually recommend Aquaphor. It's a jelly salve type of ointment, and it seals in your moisture. So when you get out of a bathtub, always seal it in with that kind of product. And the dermatologist backs me up on that. Okay. So that's usually what you could do at home.
0: Okay, so So, putting something over it to seal in the moisture, is that what you're saying? So that it doesn't get
1: further dried out? Correct. Okay. And the best thing to keep yourself from scratching at night, put a pair of gloves on. They sell them at any of the little pharmacy stores, you know, the little cotton gloves. That's the best way to keep yourself from scratching because you're, you're doing it without even knowing. In the morning, you wake up and you're scratched up and that's what causes the infection.
0: Right. Now, can you use some kind of a, a mild um, moisturizer? Obviously, you had said no fragrances, no chemical dyes or anything like that, or some kind of a skin conditioning oil? Can you use something like that?
1: Usually they, they want you to use something that doesn't have the fragrance because mm-hmm. sometimes people are sensitive to fragrance. My clients have not had any reaction with the products that I put on their skin, mm-hmm. but dermatologists want to be on the safe side and say no fragrance uh, and just keep it moist. But okay, they usually recommend the Aquaphor. Okay. That does seal it, but it is kind of greasy. So okay, it's so put on at night. So what are
0: the cortisone
1: creams for? Cortisone, that would be the secondary step that you'd be going through. If they're not being able to control okay. the eczema at home, you must get in to see a dermatologist. And okay. The dermatologist then will prescribe a cortisone steroid-based ointment or cream to apply to the patches. It becomes very drying, and it does clear it up. But the unfortunate thing is it does clear up the condition, but it is chronic. It is ongoing. So it could come back after you stop those treatments, which I've seen, and it's quite often with a lot of my clients. They're on that therapy maybe four to six months, and they really can't stay on it much longer than that. Okay. And they get off of it, and the body adapts to it again, and you start breaking out again.
0: Okay, so um, so really it sounds like it's important to try to figure out, if possible, what's causing it.
1: That's right. And like I said, try to watch your diet, see if that changes it. and usually it takes about a month to avoid any kind of... Dairy products, like I talked about, the peanuts, you know, the wheat products, try eliminating that all from your diet for one month, and then put one item back into your diet to see does that trigger any kind of itching. And in my case, when I was a child, as soon as I would have one piece of chocolate, I could be avoiding it for months, one piece of chocolate, I was broken out.
0: Oh, okay. So you were able to find out what your triggers were then?
1: Right. Right. And animals. Animals were another trigger factor with my skin. Other people can have animals around, but I really was quite bad. Oh, okay.
0: All right. Can you think of anything else that uh, we didn't cover that would be helpful in knowing?
1: Well, they did come up with a few other ways to trade it. And again, I can only relate to when I was a child, Growing up on the Jersey Shore, we had access to going down to the ocean, and I would go down there weekly. The salt water seemed to dry it up and stop the itching, Mm. along with the sun. The sun's rays also helped clear it up because UV light seems to help heal it.
0: Okay, sounds like a good excuse to go to the beach. That's right. (laughs) Don't forget the sunscreen. Just put sunscreen on the rest of you, though.
1: But the sunscreen could cause a reaction in your skin, though, too. Right. That, that you'll know is when you put that on and you start itching, it's not for you. Yeah. But that worked in my case. But okay. Back in the day, we didn't have sunscreen. Right. So we didn't have that, you know, added into our skin problems. But the other way they're treating it, which I recently heard, and I was, I was actually shocked that they're doing this, they're using bleach actually kill the bacteria on the skin and it's usually i think it's about a teaspoon of bleach into a quart of water and you soak the hands or the feet area and you first try with that to see if that does seem to rectify the situation a friend of mine recently she's got it all over her body she did a bleach treatment all over the body and she needed two cups of bleach in a very large, she has a soaking tub, mm-hmm. two cups of bleach in the tub water. And she sat there for, I think it was about 10 minutes. And she actually saw there was improvement in her skin. And I was actually shocked because I thought that's very caustic and it, it's ab- abrasive. Right. And it's chemicals. I thought this just cannot be the right way, but I Googled the information and it's being used all over. She recently went into my dermatologist and he confirmed people do get relief from bleach treatments. but I'd be very cautious with it, not recommending it. But people are saying they get relief with it.
0: Now, is it something that they just do one time or is it uh, they might have to do a series of the I think it's
1: going to be an ongoing thing because, again, it shows that you can have treatment with this with even the steroid treatment,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it does seem to come back all the time. Hmm. So I really don't have any answers to it. I just know how to pass the advice on to my clients that are suffering with it. Right,
0: yeah. Well, at least the information we've talked about today helps, um, helps our listeners to understand what it is and p- perhaps what causes it and some things that we can try to kind of keep it from getting
1: worse. Correct. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Anytime you have any questions for me, fling them my way. Yeah, I'll call you. You'll be the skin lady. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right, thanks. Thanks. Enjoy your day. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: I was reminded of a few things as Terry Lynn and I were talking. Uh, She had mentioned um, eliminating some common allergen-type foods and I just wanted to mention that I um, am aware of a 28 day program that does just this. It's a program that was designed by Dr. Barbara Beatty, and it's something that we have access to through Arbon. It involves removing um, items such as dairy products, wheat, corn, soy, and eggs, which are some of the, and nuts, peanuts especially, um, which are some of the really common um, allergenic foods. And it's a program for 28 days. So those items would be eliminated for 28 days. And then after the 28 days, then one item at a time is added back. And then you would see how your body responds um, as you add back one item at a time. It's often quite common for someone to have food allergies and not be aware of it. So if you would like this information, I would be happy to email it to you. I also want to mention how important it is to find a company that you trust that offers skincare products without chemical fragrances or dyes. And I know of many friends and clients who have had good luck with Arbonne's products and the ability to um, help eliminate eczema. So I just want you to know I'm always here for questions or additional information. Please feel comfortable to contact me and I'll do whatever I can to help. Have a great day. I hope you got something worthwhile from today's podcast. And I hope you'll join me for the next show. My plan is to give you simple tips that will allow you to live better. And I owe it to you, my listeners, to follow my own advice. So I'm challenging myself to do just that. I would not be able to do this without the technical genius of my husband or the creative genius of my daughter, and I continue to be very grateful for all of their help and their support. If you have any questions or want to hear a specific topic on my podcast, please call me or email me. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me at 312-957-7087 or email at bbpodcast at live.com. I might even use your question on my next show. You can also find me at bbpodcast.com, which is my website. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. Lord willing, I will be with you on my next show. Have a joyful, healthy week, and let's live beautifully. Simple information to help you live beautifully and bloom where you are.